Joining us today on the Diálogos interview series is Professor Zoe Yorganda, who is a former member of the Hellenic Statistical Authority, ELSTAT. She is in the studio with us today here on Diálogos Radio to talk about some very serious allegations that she has made about the Greek economic statistics and the way in which they may have been altered to provide a rationale to bring Greece into the supervision of the IMF and the supervision of the so-called Troika, the European Union, and the European Central Bank. So, Zoe, thank you very much for joining us today. And before we get into these uh, very serious allegations that uh, you are making, please share with our listeners just a few short words about yourself and your background. Oh, thank you very much. Good afternoon to you as well. And thank you for inviting me here. And well, um, I have uh, completed my uh, university studies here in uh, in Athens, my bachelor's degree. But I did my master's degree at my PhD in the UK, the University of Leeds in economic statistics. And also have worked in, the, um, in Leeds in the UK for some years uh, as a, a teacher, a university teacher and tutor. Uh, for first year undergraduate students. I am a professor of applied econometrics and productivity analysis in the University of Macedonia in Thessaloniki for very many years and before that I have worked for the Center of Planning and Economic Research in Athens for ab about 16-17 years and during my sabbaticals uh, from uh, KEPE, the Center of Planning and Economic Research and the University of Macedonia, I have done uh, research and I have taught in uh, Harvard. So also I have done research at the National Bureau of Economic Research in Massachusetts as well. And for very many years, I worked on uh, productivity measurement and income measurement in the appropriate groups uh, of the NBER, established by uh, uh, Professor Zvig uh, Rilkes, the late Professor Zvig Rilkes. And I have been coming to the United States for very many years during the summers, during my sabbaticals, during Christmas and Easter vacation in Greece. And I have worked as consultant for the Greek industrialists of northern Greece. I have undertaken some projects on Greek statistics and competitiveness of the Greek economy, along with uh, some people working for Michael Porter of the Harvard Business School. And I have dealt a lot with uh, data, economic data, national accounts and income measurement. And of course, you have also been a member of the Hellenic Statistics Authority, ELSTAT. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that you joined ELSTAT in 2010, which was the year that Greece entered the so-called memorandum for the first time. It was the year that the first austerity measures were passed in Greece. And the allegations that you have been making have a lot to do with the economic statistics that were presented by Greece to the European Union, to the European Central Bank, and to the IMF at around this time. So share with us these allegations that you're making. What are you alleging took place? Yes, the uh, Hellenic Statistics uh, Authority became independent in, in March 2010. So when they announced the position of the members of the board, uh, I applied for it. And uh, our first meeting took place, I was approved actually by the parliament, the Greek parliament. And our first meeting took place on the 3rd of August 2010. Unfortunately, we had only four meetings. The, <laughs> our last meetings wa meeting was on uh, the 7th of October 2010. 
2010. But from the beginning, it showed that uh, the president, uh, the chairman, in Greece we call him president, but he's not president, he's a chairman. So the chairman of Elstat, of the Hellenic Statistics Authority, comes from the, uh, from the IMF. And, well, I don't want to get into personal uh, <laughs> things, but he was uh, illegally placed there because he was uh, already working a clerk at, at the IMF the time that he was appointed as chairman in Elstat. And it seems that he didn't know statistics and he didn't actually have any uh, skills, managerial skills. So he... Uh, from the beginning, we were seven members in the board. Uh, one of them was the chairman, Mr. Georgiou, Andreas Georgiou uh, was his name, and is his name. He's still uh, there. And um, uh, so there was some, um, a lot of arguments from the first moment uh, because uh, Mr. Georgiou didn't want us to discuss, to ad give advice, and um, he didn't uh, want our consultation on statistics uh, or our views on uh, the statistical methodology about uh, the general government debt and deficit, and uh, he insisted that our role uh, is to be a rubber stub. But we refused uh, systematically, so there was a class there, and he was presenting to us certain numbers about the debt and uh, the deficit that uh, seemed uh, coming from heavens, and <laughs> we asked him how he got these numbers, and he never answered it, and he always supported that this, is, this was not our job. So I want to tell you now that um, my investigation, uh, my research on this um, uh, data, as far as I could, because he actually, in collaboration with the Troika, especially the Eurostat, he cut our access to data and he gave orders to the staff of Elstat not to even say good morning to us. And so as far as I could uh, come in contact with some people and to get the data published anyway, the, those little data, which was published uh, since uh, 2009, I have come uh, to the conclusions. I have measured uh, very well and in collaboration with other people from uh, specialists uh, on the national accounts in Elstat uh, that the, uh, the deficit and the debt, uh, the debt actually was artificially augmented uh, by 27 billion 914 million euros uh, for the year 2009. This amount uh, includes uh, the so-called uh, public enterprises, which up to then uh, belonged to the sector uh, of the non-financial uh, organizations. They were transferred, uh, their, their debt was transferred to the general government uh, sector without any measurement, without any study, without any proof to support that uh, actually the criteria set by Eurostat and the ESA 95, the European System of Accounts 95, were actually accomplished. They were giving some justifications which were very silly actually about why they did that. They have made uh, very many mis statistical mistakes about uh, depreciation, about what they consider sales. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> enough to tell you that they have confused uh, cost, uh, production cost with subsidies uh, of the tickets of the bus uh, organizations and the train organizations. Also, the uh, depreciation has not been counted as um, it should have been according to the national accounts principles. A lot of uh, details here which, in which I'm not going to, to enter. Also there were uh, about for 2009 more than 5 billion 0.4 euros uh, were illegally put uh, into the uh, 
general government debt, and this refers uh, to um, the Goldman Sachs uh, swap, which actually has augmented the Greek general government debt by 21 billion in 2010. And uh, this swap, this cross-currency swap, shouldn't actually, according to the Eurostat regulations, be included in the uh, general government debt. The time that it was agreed uh, with Goldman Sachs, uh, there were no regulations demanding this thing, but uh, this classification, you know. But uh, in 2008, Eurostat, uh, the Commission actually, the European Commission, made some adjustment to the law, saying that from now on, uh, they, they meant since uh, 2008, these cross-currency swaps uh, should be classified in the public debt. The thing is that they imposed, uh, Eurostat uh, imposed on Greece uh, to include uh, retrospectively 21 billion euros into the general government debt, which is an illegal thing and which was not done for the rest of the European countries. They give some uh, silly justifications uh, and excuses for doing that, but uh, we have all the documents here. So, first, uh, the uh, the general government debt uh, was um, artificially augmented by almost 28 uh, billion euros without any measurement, uh, without justification. But also, there was another thing which um, has artificially increased the ratio of the public debt and public deficit uh, artificially, and this is uh, the denominator of the ratio. <laughs> I mean the, the debt and the deficit as percentage of the GDP, the gross domestic uh, product. So the denominator, which is the GDP, the gross domestic product, is uh, seriously underestimated uh, by the revisions uh, of the GDP, which take place every five years. This uh, happened uh, in two consecutive uh, revisions uh, of the Greek GDP, one which took place in 2007 with base year 2000, and the other took place in 2010 with base year the 2005. The underestimation, according to um, very well-founded uh, measurements uh, in which I participated and some people from uh, experts uh, from Elstat, uh, is about 30%, maybe more than 30% of GDP. So you can imagine the denominator uh, the of the ratio is uh, artificially augmented and the denominator is artificially diminished. So you can um, understand uh, the big uh, numbers uh, that come out as a result of this division. So I can tell you that the debt in, in uh, 2012, well in 2009 is completely, I have calculated that the uh, with their own data, just subtracting some uh, illegal amounts were, were classified in uh, the debt and the deficit, I came out uh, with deficit of 3.9% of GDP instead of the 15.4% that officially was accepted by Eurostat or dictated by Eurostat for Greece. And uh, for 2012, uh, the second forecast now is about 179%, the official forecast, but the real forecast is less than 120%. I mean that the debt, uh, our debt is actually viable and it's a complete lie that they're going to make it viable in uh, six, seven, ten years by giving us all these uh, extra installments of loans uh, that they claim. And um, the actual number, as we have calculated it uh, very conservatively, it is 117.2% of GDP, the debt for 2012. And the deficit is 5.3% of GDP. I believe that um, uh, 
Eurostat is very, very responsible. And Oli Ren and Mr. Radermacher, who is the general director of Eurostat, uh, who hide all this in order to protect themselves for their past wrongdoings with Greece. And the end result of all of these altered economic figures is that Greece's economic statistics looked much worse, and this provided the impetus, the political excuse, if you will, to bring Greece into the IMF and to the European Union and ECB mechanism. And in addition to the responsibility that you feel lies in large part with the European Union and, and with certain individuals within the European Union, you've also alleged that a lot of the responsibility for this falls with the leadership of Greece at that time, Yorgos Papandreou, the then Prime Minister of Greece, and Yorgos Papakostadinou, who was then the Finance Minister of Greece. Yes, the whole thing, I, th I think, was just processed to our submission into the um, so-called Troika and the IMF. The people responsible, of course, is the ex-Prime the ex -prime Minister, and I'm very sorry to see him uh, teaching in uh, the Kennedy School of Government, <laughs> teaching what how to destroy a country <laughs> <laughs> anyway he used to be a friend of mine I am very sorry to say but uh, the truth has to be said Mr. Papadreou and Mr. Papakostadinou the Minister of Finance when they were elected uh, the socialist government was elected in 2009 they went on as if they just wanted to take the trust away from Greece the trust of the market and investors away from Greece they started a procedure Oh, uh, completely unacceptable, silly, or I don't know what. Uh, I, I don't know how to characterize it. Uh, there is an obligation uh, by the European Union to announce uh, the forecasts uh, of the deficit and the debt uh, for the current year twice. One is the 1st of April, and the other, the second one, is the 1st of October of the same year. Then, the next year, 1st of April, you give an estimate, uh, because you have more data, and uh, you can have a closer uh, number to the real debt deficit and real debt. So in, uh, on the 1st of October of 2009, the uh, Conservative government had announced that the deficit was 6% of GDP. So the Papa uh, Costadino and the Pasoko were elected on the 5th of October, uh, uh, five days after the uh, announcement was by the Conservative Party, the Conservative government was made. So Mr. Papa Costadino, without having any measurements, quite ad hoc, he comes to the ECOFIN, uh, the ministers of finance of the Eurozone and uh, he claims uh, that uh, his predecessor lied and he hid debt and so he was the real person uh, to announce the real deficit and real debt. So he said that the deficit is not 6% but 12% and after that uh, it started a continuous series of uh, announcements uh, internationally that uh, the Greek deficit is uh, not 12%, it's 12.3%, 12.5%, 12.7%, 13 13.6%. You know, then Papadreou then said that we are uh, titanic and we are a country of uh, corrupted people, corrupted citizens. So the markets, of course, they lost confidence. They stopped giving money, lending us money. The spread jumped uh, from 100 basis points. They jumped to 700, 900. Today, you know, and after one year, there were 4,000 basis points. So uh, the time came in 
May 2010 that we couldn't get supposedly any money from anywhere, so we had to get into the uh, the IMF and the so-called Troika and take all these painful measures just uh, on the numbers of the artificially inflated uh, debt and deficit for the year 2009. But the story continues today. Are you saying that the Greek government is continuing to alter the economic figures even today? Uh, look, today, Mr. Georgiou, the IMF uh, clerk, uh, who chairs uh, the uh, Hellenic Statistics Authority, functions uh, completely, <laughs> I would say, like uh, he has papal uh, authority. I mean, Eurostat and the Troika uh, are imposing on the Greek government that Mr. Georgiou has to be there because he obeys them uh, exactly, he's exactly as they want him. So, he continues with Without any control by anybody, he appoints people he wants, he pays them 30,000, 50,000 euros, 80,000, 90,000 euros. He has destroyed the census, uh, the population census of 2011, and he came out with incredible numbers about the population of Greece, at least 2 million less than we were. Also, he has destroyed the agricultural census, and uh, mainly, of course, uh, the data he gives about the revision of the GDP are completely completely wrong, not following any statistical procedures, scientific procedures, not even the regulations of the Eurostat. The problem is that Eurostat approves approves these numbers and they don't give, there is no transparency and this has been announced in a lot of articles and studies and I have isolated some made by not Greeks so that they don't think that I am, that people who hear me don't think that I am biased towards the Greeks. So I have selected people who um, are uh, professors at the University of Bonn and who have worked for the Deutsche Bank and people of the, the uh, serious researchers of the IMF, not researchers like Georgiou, who is actually not a researcher. He has not published anything. The only book he has published is about uh, Pangration, a Zizu kind <laughs> of... Uh, <laughs> of sport, you know, for which he says he spent uh, seven, eight years to do. I don't, I don't know what kind of statistical work he did. Anyway, uh, these people have uh, given out studies and they speak about the lack of transparency and uh, the complete uh, haziness uh, of definitions uh, of uh, Eurostat about the debt and the deficit. Uh, and they say that they are uh, the numbers which come out for the European Union are completely misleading. Every kind country can put in whatever numbers they want and they can interpret it the way they want. But of course, uh, the strong ones are not checked. Greece and the Mediterranean countries who, who are weaker economically, checked by the Germans and uh, Mrs. Merkel. It's uh, uh, the responsibility of Eurostat uh, and Brussels and Luxembourg, uh, who is, I believe, uh, and other people also believe that, uh, and I'll tell you in a while, these people have a great Brussels, the European Union is a, a completely undemocratic anti union, lacks transparency, lacks accountability, they are not accountable to anybody but to themselves. You can see from Bloomberg who filed a, a lawsuit against the European Central Bank asking them to disclose the Goldman Sachs swap and they refused to do it. They just refused. What is it? Are we a democratic union or not? Do we have transparency? Why not to know? 
what uh, the Greek government did about this Goldman Sachs uh, swap. And uh, I must tell you that uh, you must know actually that Reuters, uh, some months ago, they published an article with the title How Goldman Sachs uh, Screwed Greece. Also, the Eurostat uh, was organized uh, like uh, Elstat used to be, I mean with a board. But uh, on the 17th of September, they gave out a commission, the European Commission gave out a new decision, which is a law actually, European law, that uh, abolished the board of the Eurostat. So, uh, Mr. Adermacher, the general director of Eurostat, uh, is the one who decides without any accountability to anybody, whatever he wants. So you can see how democratic they are. Also, they are such a, a labyrinth of committees, uh, subcommittees, uh, super committees, uh, work groups, uh, task forces. And I have checked and I have found that there is a very small number of the same people who participate uh, in these committees. I mean, one The, can the same person can belong to five and ten probably committees and they make fat money of course so they don't criticize anybody so I think that for Greece they just did that I don't think they did it on purpose from the beginning but it was given to them uh, Mr. Papakostadinu offered them an opportunity because when he accused the previous his predecessor At the beginning, Eurostat uh, and the European Commission refused to listen to him, claiming that it was a political decision against the conservative government so that they would uh, show a big debt and deficit for the conservatives and the next year they would reduce it. But afterwards, uh, they were persuaded, in inverted commas, about what Mr. Papakostadino was saying. But as we have seen now from the developments, he even uh, hid Mr. This is Lagarde's uh, list with the tax uh, evaders of Greece uh, with the big money. So Mr. Vokostadinu is actually, <laughs> he was not a nice person and he was not the appropriate uh, minister uh, to govern Greece, but a friend of Papadreou. And the end result of this is that Greece has gone through now three memorandums. It is in a very deep recession, and uh, the austerity measures are continuing with no end in sight, at least uh, for the time being anyway. Without these altered statistics going back to 2009, where would Greece's economy be today? Yes, Greece, you know, has, of course, uh, structural problems. We uh, have traditionally trade balance and external trade balance, which is negative. For some years, uh, for some decades, uh, this trade balance was uh, compensated by the uh, tourism and emigrant checks which were coming into Greece and from the ship owners and the ship uh, sector uh, employees. But uh, for at least the last 20, 30 years, these items items from uh, in the balance of payments are absent so the trade balance is uh, the external trade balance is negative so this is an, a, a serious problem that uh, we have traditionally we also have the problem of the lack of industry we don't have uh, industrial production we have assembling industry but this is very limited also we used to have uh, industry industrial activity but this was destroyed and also we don't produce technology uh, And we have the other problems. Uh, we have the problem of corruption of the politicians. And we have this uh, nepotism, the, the 
this system, the politicians traditionally, being corrupted of course, they were trying to gain a vote from the people by offering to them positions in the public sector, tiny positions, you know, giving some bribes here and there. All these have happened and all these were problems. But all these problems could be resolved without the IMF and uh, without the Troika. The thing was that uh, the government should uh, apply some correct measures about the, in the public sector, some correct measures uh, to promote uh, industry, to promote the export industries, but they didn't do that. And also to collect taxes. It's not that they couldn't, they didn't want to collect taxes, as it has been revealed recently by people, um, top people in the, in the tax office. So in 2009, Greece had no problem. Our unemployment was low, one digit, 7% about. Our inflation was low. We had the A grades by the international uh, firms like uh, Standard & Poor's. We were getting loans and we were having investments running in into the country. We had no problem at all. I believe that the whole problems were created by uh, Papa Costadino and by Papa Dreu by taking away probably on purpose the trust of the markets in Greece. So I believe that uh, if we were not in Troika, Greece would be, in order to answer your question, <laughs> Greece I believe uh, would be a, a normal country like the rest of the countries. Of course in Europe we have, uh, not only Europe, the United States also, we have a competitiveness problem towards China, towards uh, India and the emerging new countries, Brazil and so on. And we had to improve our competitiveness. Of course, uh, usually the competitiveness increases, usually, this is not my view, but uh, uh, increases by uh, lowering the labor cost. So they decided, uh, since uh, Greece was the weakest link, to start from Greece. So Greece was the, the gate to get IMF into Europe. So I believe that Greece would be in a, in a normal situation, maybe with some extra measures to reduce the clerks in the, in the public sector to increase the tax collection, to promote industry and the export businesses, fight bureaucracy because we have a huge bureaucracy, fight corruption. But who would fight the corruption? The corrupted cannot fight corruption. So we have to get rid of those people. You've referred to some studies that were conducted by the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, also by the European Central Bank, by the University of Bonn in Germany. And apparently there's some very interesting findings that come out of these studies. Could you share with us some of these significant findings? Uh, yes. Uh, well, uh, I'm uh, going to tell you about um, the study with the title What do deficits tell us about debt? Empirical evidence on creative accounting with fiscal rules in the EU. This study was done by researchers in the University of Bonn and uh, it was published in 2006 in the Journal of Banking and Finance. And this, according to this study, the uh, all countries of the Eurozone applied uh, creative accounting in order to hide their deficits uh, in order to get into the Eurozone. I'm going to give you some examples for the period studied which was uh, to, uh, 1996 to 2003 the uh, uh, Finland for example had 64% more debt than shown by the figures they announced. The corresponding figure for Denmark was 30% for Luxembourg 29% for Germany 15% for Austria for 
14%, for Greece it was 43%. So all countries, according to this study, all countries hid, used this creative accounting to hide their debts in order to get into the Eurozone. But, of course, only Greece has been shown as the only sinner. I'm going to refer to you another to another study published by the IMF, and this was published in uh, January 2012 under the title Stock Flow Adjustment and Fiscal Transparency, colon, a cross-country comparison. And here they investigated, they researched uh, a big number of countries, uh, 160 countries, and they found out that a lot of countries, uh, especially in Europe, they uh, hide their debt and their deficit because there is no transparency and because uh, there are no definitions, uh, clear definitions about the debt and uh, the deficit. I want to refer to you to another study. Where is it? It's, I have it here. It's, uh, it's an IMF study again. The title is um, What Lies Beneath? This was also published in two th July 2012. What Lies Beneath? Statistical Definitions of Public Debt. Again, uh, the authors are Robert uh, Dippelsman, Claudia Giobek, and Carlos Gutierrez Mangas. They belong to the work as researchers in the statistics department of the IMF and they have found out that there is no transparency, very much confusion in the definitions of the public deficit and public debt and this all results into misleading conclusions about the numbers and they refer in particular to Greece and they say on page 15 of the study, they ask actually a question, what would you would you say about the deficit, uh, the debt, the debt in Greece for 2010? Is it higher or lower than it was in 2009? And they answer and they say both answers are true. It can be higher, it can be lower. And then they add, this is the misleading consequences of the lack of transparency and the unclearness of the definitions of debt and deficits in the European Union, supported by the Eurostat. In addition to the allegations that you have made about corruption in Greece and specifically within the Greek government, within a Greek state, you have also made similar allegations about corruption in the European Union. You have spoken, for instance, about Ali Ren. You have also spoken about the European Union and the influence that it had in altering, if you will, the Greek GDP figure. So could you talk a little bit about that as well? Yes, I interpret it as uh, corruption, you know, when uh, Oli Rehn and uh, Mr. Adermacher do not uh, care to check the numbers. They do not care about uh, stati economic statistics. It seems they don't care. And it seems they care more for their position to keep their post there. They uh, And actually, Mr. Adermacher has been accused in the past as caring for politics more than uh, economic statistics. Also, they have imposed on Greece uh, an acceptable things and they have refused to look uh, at uh, well-founded uh, studies, measurement studies made within our statistical department uh, with silly excuses. Um, I, I can tell you a huge study which if it is sent to the NBR in uh, the US, uh, you know it will be found as an absolutely well-founded uh, scientific uh, statistical study. But uh, Eurostat uh, said it's a 
a study of 374 pages with 700 pages uh, supporting material. But uh, Eurostat uh, and the European Commission said uh, arguments, uh, gave to us arguments, and I have the documents here, everything is written down in either confidential uh, documents or non-confidential, that, for example, they said, how could you have uh, an increase of income in the hotels, uh, restaurants, uh, and the cafes uh, sector by 15% while Denmark has 3%. I mean, this is not an argument. This is not a scientific argument. It shows uh, prejudice. It shows a non-economic attitude uh, towards Greece. And uh, also, all these committees they have, <laughs> that they are all the same people, and the, the decisions they are taking without transparency. And also, we have letters from uh, Mr. Adermacher saying to us, uh, you shouldn't speak. I mean uh, that the people in the board of uh, the statistics department, uh, we were university professors in statistics, selected and approved by the Greek parliament. And in the end, Mr. Adermacher was saying, don't speak. You have to follow what Mr. Georgiou says. Why he was doing that? I think they wanted just to introduce into Europe uh, a cut in labor cost and they wanted to experiment to see how their program uh, will work in Greece so that they apply it uh, to Italy, to Spain and then of course to France and the other countries. Their turn will come, I believe. And another serious allegation that you have made has to do with money that has been given to the Greek banks, to the Greek banking sector, and questions that have been raised over how this money has actually been used and whether any of this money has actually entered the marketplace as it was intended to do. Yes, I don't want to say that uh, the whole work has been done by me, but uh, there was some uh, business uh, person here who initiated the whole uh, investigation with uh, the money that the Greek banks uh, have gotten since December 2008 uh, until very recently. So we have seen uh, uh, in the official gazettes published uh, all the money that the Greek banks uh, got uh, since December 2008. It is, uh, this money, this amount, is 200 33 billion euros and they got it uh, according to the Greek law and according to the official gazette uh, which I have read they got it uh, by taking state bonds government bonds uh, and taking these bonds uh, to the European Central Bank they uh, took uh, the cash from the European Central Bank 233 billion euros and according to the Greek law and according to the European law they should give uh, this money give loans to uh, small and medium firms and also support uh, consumers to some extent. So this money actually was not thrown into the market, the Greek market at all. And uh, the opposition in the Greek parliament has asked questions. The governing Troika, <laughs> the three parties who govern, uh, they have not answered this question. And um, I have to tell you that in uh, February 2012, uh, these bonds, uh, 23 billion bonds uh, were ended had to be paid back and uh, it seems uh, that the Greek banks didn't uh, return the money to the European Central Bank and at the same time the Greek debt got increased by 23 billion the second quarter Greek debt got increased by 23 billion so we asked the government uh, in, in, to tell us whether this 23 billion increase in the public debt was due to the 23 billion debt of the Greek banks to the European Central Bank 
bank, for which the Greek state uh, had guaranteed it through the state bonds. What the Greek banks uh, had to do was to return the money when they uh, expired, to return it to the European Central Bank, take back the bonds and give it to the government. But it seems they didn't do it. So now, very recently, in August 2012, another 23 billion euros finished and it they had to be paid back and uh, of course they didn't they didn't get uh, paid back uh, from what we know and the Greek government has kept uh, their mouth shut and uh, they don't answer these questions and also I have to to tell you about the uh, the money that they are giving to some uh, firms uh, I mean um, subsidies from the European Union they have given about 40 billion subsidies to create um, employment according to the law to the official gazette for these companies but it seems that uh, this money has been given without creating any new jobs so the whole situation is very disappointing it seems that uh, the banking sector debt instead of being put into the sector uh, the finance uh, sector of the national accounts uh, is going to be put in the general government again you have made some very serious allegations. Toward which official bodies have you submitted these allegations? Have you submitted these allegations, for instance, to the European Union or to the Hellenic Parliament? Yes, to everybody. Since 2010, we started with the Minister of uh, Finance. He wouldn't hear a word from us. He was saying that uh, Mr. Georgiou has to stay there because Eurostat uh, and the Troika want him in that position. This was his argument. Also, we saw members of the Parliament. We complained about it. Uh, then we started giving it out to the newspapers. Uh, the big Greek newspapers, they wouldn't publish it at the beginning until uh, the German newspaper built, published it, and then the Greek newspapers took it, and the first big newspaper which published it was Eleftherotypia, which was subsequently closed. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the New York Times have come to me, Liberation from France, and Al Jazeera has come to me, and I have announced it. So abroad, actually, it's uh, quite well known, I would say. What could be done by a new Greek government, a government that is not towing the austerity line like the current coalition government in Greece is? What could be done to overcome all of these problems, to investigate fully all of these allegations, and to restore Greece's economic position and indeed its economic figures to where they should be? Yes, I believe that, uh, first of all, we have to get rid of those uh, politicians uh, who are so uh, deeply corrupted uh, because they're not going to do anything. And we have to have a government who is honest and transparent and accountable. And uh, they have to work uh, toward improving the economy, towards abolishing uh, bureaucracy, towards helping small and medium firms, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, to help uh, with the education sector, with the health sector, and also to collect the taxes. They don't collect uh, taxes. It is said that uh, there is now 80 billion euros owed uh, by a number of tax evaders. So not the full amount. So you can imagine <laughs> the depth of the situation. There is a lot of space here to improve the Greek economy and they have of course the government has to get the trust of the Greek population because the Greek people don't trust the Greek government and they don't trust the European anymore. The European uh, Union anymore because they have 
not acted appropriately. And so I believe we'll have some um, hard times for some years after we, we get rid of the um, corrupted uh, politicians who brought us to this position. But also, I don't know, maybe we have to get out of the European Union. This is not uh, the appropriate union that we should uh, belong. So we have to get out of the euro probably. Yes, I think at the beginning I was for euro and most of Greeks were, but now I think that uh, it was a big mistake that we entered with uh, wrong data, not only us, but that all eurozone countries used creative accounting to get into the eurozone. So, but Greece should have remained outside. It was a very big mistake. We should have established a healthy economy first before we get into the Eurozone. Of course, it's a nice thing to be all united in Europe and avoid uh, war wars like the ones uh, which the Germans uh, initiated. The First World War, the Second World War, and now they have the Third World War in Europe, but it is an economic war now, which is uh, more cunning, actually, I believe. Mrs. Yorganda, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us, to share with us all of these very, very serious allegations, many of which unfortunately are not widely heard in Greece. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today on the Alagos Radio.